A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, you need to know. I'm Jamie Easton. This is the in the next seven minutes or so, we'll look back at a week that saw the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II, escalation of the war in Ukraine, the introduction of a mini-budget by a new Chancellor of the Exchequer, Quasi Kwarteng, and the release of Adnan Saeed, whose case was made famous by the podcast Serial. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. Don't forget to hit the follow button to get your daily updates at 7am. Friday morning saw the new Chancellor of the Exchequer, Kwasi Kwarteng, introduce an emergency, sorry, no, a mini-budget. But first, he and Prime Minister Liz Truss released a gentle but encouraging video from Downing Street. We do face really tough times. We've got the appalling war in Ukraine perpetrated by Putin, which has raised energy prices. We have the aftermath of Covid, uh, which caused a huge economic shock to the global economy. And that's why it's so important that we act with urgency. Once in the Commons, it was down to business, with the biggest round of tax cuts since 1972, including the cancelling of the rising corporation tax, cancelling of the national insurance rise and social care levy, a reduction next year in the basic individual tax rate to 19p, and a scrapping of the top rate of tax. He also had good news for home buyers. So to support growth, increase confidence and help families aspiring to own their own home, I can announce that we are cutting stamp duty. There was no sign of a windfall tax on energy companies and all of these changes are to be funded by borrowing, which helped to drive sterling to a new low immediately after the budget. The Chancellor seemed most enthusiastic about the measure that has little impact on most people struggling with the cost of living, that is, the cap on bankers' bonuses. A strong UK economy has always depended on a strong financial services sector. We need global banks to create jobs here, invest here, and pay taxes here in London. In London, not in Paris, not in Frankfurt, and not in New York. Labour's shadow Chancellor Rachel Reeves was scathing in her assessment of the mini-budget, and particularly at the absence of any form of windfall tax. I thank the Chancellor on his comprehensive demolition of the record of the last 12 years. vicious circle of stagnation. The oil and gas producers will be toasting the Chancellor in the boardrooms as we speak, while working people are left to pick up the bill. The week started with an escalation of Russian attacks on Monday at a second nuclear power plant in the south of Ukraine and continued shelling of civilian and infrastructural targets as their forces are pushed back. And there was a grisly discovery in Ukrainian reclaimed territory as 140 bodies were exhumed from a mass grave in Izium. The United Nations General Secretary Antonio Guterres says he hopes the International Criminal Court will be able to investigate the alleged massacre. And I also hope that the ICC... Yes, the International Criminal Court. Yes, the International Criminal Court will be able to head out to site and it is in fact the best instrument we have to be able to hold people accountable. The release of five UK prisoners from Russian-backed forces in a prisoner swap took place on Wednesday, including 28-year-old Aidan Aslan, who'd been sentenced to death for fighting alongside Ukraine. 
On Wednesday night, Vladimir Putin made a rare television address to his nation and announced plans to conscript 300,000 military reservists and a series of referendums in Ukrainian-occupied territories. He went on to blame the West for difficulties faced by Russian forces, claiming that Western weapons are being supplied to Ukraine to commit acts of terror against Russia, even going so far as to accuse the West of nuclear blackmail and issuing a threat of his own. If the territorial integrity of our country is threatened, we will without question use all the means at our disposal to protect Russia and our people. This is not a bluff. Joining the world leaders who condemn these latest actions from Putin, Joe Biden addressed the UN General Assembly during the week and spoke out against the invasion. Russia has shamelessly violated the core tenets of the United Nations Charter. No more important than the clear prohibition against countries taking the territory of their neighbor by force. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky also made an appearance at the UN General Assembly meeting via video link and spoke about Russia's latest threats. There is only one entity among all UN member states who would say now, if he could interrupt my speech, that he's happy with this war, with his war. A dramatic 10 days wrapped up on Monday as Britain and the world said its final goodbyes to her late Majesty Queen Elizabeth II in a historic state funeral attended by thousands and watched by millions around the world. Queen's coffin was taken from Westminster Hall where it had been resting in state and carried to Westminster Abbey on the Royal Navy State gun carriage. Senior members of the royal family, including the new king and his sons Prince William and Prince Harry, followed the gun carriage in procession. Once inside the Abbey, the Archbishop of Canterbury spoke of the Queen's lifelong sense of duty. Her late Majesty famously declared on a 21st birthday broadcast that her whole life would be dedicated to serving the nation and Commonwealth. Rarely has such a promise been so well kept. The Queen's coffin was then taken from London to Windsor, where the hearse made its way down the long walk. Once in St George's Chapel, the Dean of Windsor, Right Reverend David Connor, had a message that there can be a sense of meaning born out of this dark time. In the midst of our rapidly changing and frequently troubled world, her calm and dignified presence has given us confidence to face the future as she did with courage and with hope. Across the weekend, before the funeral began, hundreds of thousands of people queued to file past the Queen's coffin, with the final mourners leaving just after 6.30am. Sarah and Mark were some of the last people in the queue and are about to be in hot water with their kids, as they summed up what it meant to them to be able to pay their respects to the Queen lying in state. Amazing. It's the, I think it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. Even having my, my children, Lily and Luca, <laughs> I think this tops that. We're all just over the drama of the royal funeral, but for some, it is still continuing. Social media was on fire all weekend when photos of this morning duo Phil and Holly emerged at the ceremonial lying in state of the Queen. They were accused of queue skipping, in contrast with part-time Peaky Blinder extra David Beckham, who faithfully stood in the line for 12 whole hours.
ITV's defended the pair, saying they were working and reporting for the show and that they used a press entrance. So, it was all eyes on this morning on Tuesday as a carefully recorded video apology slash explanation failed to really solve the issue. None of the broadcasters and journalists there took anyone's place in the queue and no one filed past the Queen. We, of course, respected those rules. However, we realised that it may have looked like something else and therefore totally understand the reaction. Please know that we would never jump a queue. Still to come on the standout seven, Trump's in hot water over tax fraud allegations and Brad Pitt has a new face cream. Right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. Former US President Donald Trump's in hot water again. He was hit by a civil lawsuit on Wednesday following a years-long fraud investigation into his family real estate business, the Trump Organization. The New York Attorney General, Letitia James, who filed the suit, alleges the company repeatedly lied about the value of its real estate over a 10-year period in order to gain better loans and pay less tax. The case includes the suggestion he tripled the size of his New York apartment and then took the fifth when asked about it under oath. Trump, who was named as a defendant alongside three of his children and two company executives, denies the claims. Announcing the lawsuit, the Attorney General says it's important Trump be held accountable. Claiming you have money that you do not have does not amount to the art of the deal. It's the art of the steal. And there cannot be different rules for different people in this country or in this state. And former presidents are no different. There was dramatic news on Monday as a Baltimore Circuit Court judge overturned the murder conviction of Adnan Saeed. He served 22 years for the murder of ex-girlfriend Hai-Min Lee and was only 17 when he was arrested. But on Monday night, he walked free from court. His story and the many appeals he's lodged were featured in the multi-award winning Serial podcast, which cast doubt on his guilt. Speaking outside the court, Baltimore State Attorney Marilyn Mosby described the findings that led to the decision. Our reinvestigation revealed that the original prosecutors and the subsequent prosecutors in the Attorney General's office failed to disclose relevant information about alternative suspects. With an Academy Award, a production company and a charitable foundation up his sleeve, Brad Pitt probably doesn't need to add any more strings to his bow. Nevertheless, the actor and producer sat down with Vogue this week to launch his new genderless skincare range, Le Domain, an idea he says was partly inspired by Gwyneth Paltrow. So that's reassuring. And while he was there, Vogue had him rank the best-looking men in Hollywood and the sexiest man of the millennium remained surprisingly humble. Who are the most handsome men in the world past and present? If I was going to name someone present, well, I got to name that George Clooney fucker. Because why not? George, that one's for you. This has been the Standout 7, the best of the week from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. with the Sunday 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced, and published by Daft Doris. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.